Our great example and instructor in prayer is the Lord Jesus Christ. In God's Word, we find everything we need to develop a life of prayer. Join Scott Pauley today as we study the Bible together. Do you love your church? Are you grateful to God? God gave you a local church? Well, the greatest thing you can do for it is pray. We've come to this beautiful prayer for the local church in Colossians chapter 1, and I want to show you Paul's prayer list today. He says in verse 9, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire, here's the first one, that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now, the very first thing that Paul prays for is he prays that Every member of this local church would come to know and understand the will of God. What a wonderful church it would be if in that local church everybody was concerned not about their way but God's way. Not about what they wanted but what God wanted. You know, one thing that would do is it would bring such unity in a local church. Somebody once said that many churches are more like goat pens than sheepfolds because everybody's always butting heads. It shouldn't be that way. There ought to be unity. What is the one unifying thing? The knowledge of His will. The wisdom and spiritual understanding that comes from God alone. As a matter of fact, at the end of this same letter in Coloss Colossians chapter 4, he says in verse 12, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluteth you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that ye may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. I think that's one of the greatest phrases in Scripture that we could pray. I've prayed it many times for myself, and I've begun praying it many times for friends who are seeking direction. And I've said to many people through the years, I'm praying that you will stand complete in all the will of God. Not all that you want, but all that God wants. You know, in a day of uncertainty, that's what we need. People need to know God and what God desires. All knowledge, all wisdom, all understanding is connected to one thing, the knowledge of God's will. And I'll tell you what that'll do. It'll combat the error that we are inundated with. It'll protect the local church from letting things get in that shouldn't be there. Uh, this church was located in a city called Colossae. Now, Colossae was a, a place of, of real intellectual pride and lots of education, lots of philosophy. And the church at Colossae had been invaded by some of that philosophy, man's ideas, man's thoughts, man's ways. Legalism had started to, to creep in uh, to this church and to corrupt the simplicity and clarity and purity of the gospel. Well, I want you to know that sounds a lot like the world we're living in today. And this sounds like the great need of churches today. So much error creeps in. And immediately someone says, well, we need preachers to straighten that out. And while I believe preachers must preach the truth, I would say to you, somewhere behind the scenes, we need some prayers. We need people praying that God will protect His people and will help everyone to have a spiritual understanding and a spiritual knowledge. Uh, I remember years ago reading a little article called The Great Hearers of George Whitfield. And uh, it talked about how people would come to Whitfield's meetings 
so spiritually stirred up and prepared and ready to receive uh, that frankly it was easy for a man to get up and preach the unsearchable riches of Christ. I'm afraid sometimes we come to church and all the burden is placed on the pastor to give us the truth, but our hearts aren't ready to receive the Word of God and to understand the will of God. There ought to be a real holiness and a soberness and a sacredness. When we come to the house of God to study God's Word, people ought to be praying. They ought to be praying, Lord, speak to me. Lord, speak to my family. Lord, speak to my fellow church members. Lord, open us up today. In the words of the psalmist, Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Oh, I think if we prayed more, we'd get so much more out of the church meetings. I think if we prayed more, we'd see so much more done through the work of God in our local churches. Because prayer, you see, is that garden where we meet with God and every other good fruit grows out of that. I remember many years ago, being in England for a number of days. And I had the privilege to go to a certain church to worship the Lord on the Lord's Day. And when we walked in, and of course, uh, the British people are, are much more reserved than the average American and their churches and even their, their style of worship would be more reserved. But one thing that struck me that I thought we need more of is when I went into that church building and came into the auditorium, instead of people just walking around and just talking frivolously about everything, just before the meeting began, people found their seats and bowed their heads without any prompting. All over that auditorium, people were praying. There was a spirit of prayer. I think if we had more of that, we might be a little quicker to understand the knowledge of His will and to be filled with all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I love this word, filled, that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will, totally controlled by it. Wouldn't it be glorious if our churches, our families, our lives was controlled by what God wants? And so I think as we begin to pray for our local churches, we should pray this first. Lord, speak to us through your word. Speak to us through your servants. Show us the right way. Give us a spirit of understanding. Bring us to a, a one mind, one accord, real unity centered in what you want. Because everything else that he's going to pray for is going to grow out of this. And may I say just one thing about this church in Colossae. Do you understand that the church in Colossae was actually doing very well at this particular juncture? For all the battles and for all the difficulties, this church was being greatly used. As a matter of fact, if you read verses 4 through 6, Paul says that since the day they heard the gospel, they started bringing forth fruit. The day they heard and received the grace of God in truth, immediately... Not only did it change them, they started sending the gospel out to lots of other places. The Bible says that literally it's just come to a whole world. And this church had a big part in that. This is a church to be commended. And someone says, well, what's your point? My point is this. We shouldn't wait in our local churches till the struggles come to begin to pray. When you see progress, pray, because the devil won't like that. When you see good fruit, pray, because God has more fruit He wants to give. That's just the beginning. Uh, when you see blessings, don't take those blessings for granted. Instead, let every blessing that comes upon the local church be a reminder that apart from God, we wouldn't have any of this. And apart from praying people, none of this is going to continue. I'm afraid in so many places, we've taken for granted the goodness and the blessing of the Lord in the local church, so much so that people have stopped praying how were the great churches built? 
the churches that made a powerful impact. I promise you, somewhere behind the scenes, it wasn't just the pastor on the platform, the man behind the pulpit. Somebody somewhere in a prayer closet was crying out to God. Some great prayer warrior, unknown to men, was known in heaven at the throne of God. And we need a revival of that kind of praying in our local churches. And we should begin our prayer this way, Lord, we want all of us to be filled with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Pray that for your church today. Thank you for joining us for today's study. We deeply appreciate your prayers for this work and hope that you'll visit our website, scottpauley.org, where you'll have an opportunity to invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Our prayer for you is that with Christ, you will enjoy the journey.